Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us today. What? What? I wear your granddad's clothes. I I look incredible. Yes. I'm in that big coat. Me. What? Don't use explicit language. I'll bleep that out. (laughs) You better. (laughs) Anyway, feel free to connect with us on social media down below. And if you could leave us a review, check out our our Gumroad store. We have a bunch of around the world, touring the world user guides um, with a ton of resources uh, for you to to find videos and books and documentaries and movies and whatnot as you go around the world in your around the world studies. It's been very helpful and we've, we've had a good time making them. We're going to continue making more going forward. So we're going to talk a little bit about thrift stores. A little bit about it. I've I've worked my whole life for this. Yes, I am Rocky in this analogy. I'm going to sit back. I just want you to explain to people, what is the 99 crawl? It's a whole day where we do nothing but thrift shop. What did we do two years ago on our anniversary? We went thrifting. <laughs> wow. What did we do on my birthday? We went thrifting. What did you do yesterday when you said you were going to go to the movie, to the to the library and get books? Well, I did. And then I went thrifting. So listen. I'm going to sit back and let Ariel talk about her favorite thing in the world. <laughs> I love to get a good deal, you guys. And we all know I would love to like supermarket sweep myself through like, you know, the, the local uh, homeschool store or you know, department store, bookstore. I mean, I'd love to do that. You need the 50-pound jug of canola oil on your <laughs> yeah. thing? I, I would love to go and just spend all the money on all of this stuff. However, I, like a lot of homeschoolers, we don't have the budget for that. I, I don't have the budget to just go willy-nilly and buy every book I could want. So That being said, <laughs> we get a lot of packages. We do get a lot of packages. I usually get those on buy to get one free deals. I like to get a good deal. Um, and... Uh, one of the ways that I do that is by buying things used. So I buy things used online. I buy used books a lot. Um, and then I go to I go to a lot of thrift stores and I find and consignment sales and I find amazing deals on books, games, educational toys, and other resources. So I wanted to share with you today all my tips and tricks. We've been thrifting for a long time. And uh, I've I, no joke. We've been collecting kids' books since before for like the kids. fifteen years. Yeah. So I, I mean, I we've done a lot of this. There's a reason. Some people like buy books some people house. buy stocks and bonds. We buy eyewitness books. Listen, we've got a lot of things. We so, got a thousand dollars worth of eyewitness books. Probably. I don't know about that. Maybe. No, they're like retail for like seven or eight bucks. We got like. Well, they retail for more than that, but they're older. They're like uh, baseball cards. We digress. Like, we digress. Uh, there's always money in the banana stand, Ariel. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about identifying opportunities. So 
when you go thrifting, you know, what are you thinking? What's your game plan? So there's a few different way, a few different opportunities to thrift. So you have your main thrift stores. So you have like your Goodwill. We have Value Village here. A lot of you have something called Savers. I think that's still the Value Village company, but it's mm-hmm. it's something different. You'll have other local uh, thrift stores that are locally run. We have the what the Saint Vincent's Vincent's here. Saint Vincent de Paul. We have yeah. here. There, there's going to be a variety of of different thrift store opportunities, but you're generally going to have a Goodwill and probably like a Value Village or a Savers. Uh, so that's that's your first kind of mainstream opportunities. You got the thrift stores. The next thing is consignment stores. So these could be for uh, kids and baby stuff. They these are where uh, folks will bring in their stuff and the store sells it for them on consignment. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you buy something from the store, the store is actually going to send a portion of those funds to the family. We actually have a local homeschool consignment store here in Seattle. It's in Kirkland. It's called Homeschool Potpourri. And so there are homeschool consignment stores around that you can find. They're pretty rare, though. There's not a lot. They are rare. There's not a ton. We're really fortunate in this area. So if you are in the Western Washington area, uh, you can definitely go to Homeschool Potpourri. They're very nice folks over there. Um, So your local consignment stores are really great. Uh, there's also consignment sales. This has become a much bigger thing. It's like the traveling roadshow circus of, of kids stuff. Right. So kind of where people used to do, uh, more like garage sales or put things up on Craigslist or whatever. Now big consignment sales are are taking over. So the ones, yeah, it's kind of like, um, a more elegant version of like, like a, like where you have a block sale where everybody kind of has like a garage sale, but it's more geared towards. You know, it's almost like it's, it's being held at convention centers. And right. Stuff. These yeah. are huge sales. So here in the Seattle area, we have them. There's two companies that are, are here and you might have the same ones. I, I know that some of them are national. So we have Just Between Friends and Jack and Jill are two different ones. So like Just Between Friends will have a consignment sale. Usually there's going to be one in the spring and one in the fall. And they'll have them in all the local communities. So I and, go to yeah, and, and they'll announce them on the mom the mom groups and, and right. Facebook and you can and look like on that. just between friends, um, the national site, and we'll put the link in the show notes. And you can see where they have sales. They're all over the country, and uh, I can usually go to those sales not just in my local town, but I'll go here and I'll go thirty minutes away in a couple of directions, and I end up usually hitting two to three of those each spring just getting in different areas. These are again, where families are choosing to consign their stuff. They, they send it to the sale. The sale will then um, sell those items if they're able to. And then the family gets a kickback and items that aren't sold are either picked up by the consigners or they're donated depending on what the consigner wishes to do with them. So consignment sales, I have gotten a ton of deals on consignment sales and I'll tell you all my tips in a little bit, but that's one option that you definitely need to look into. They're becoming much more popular. Some of them are even having a uh, like buy online and then pick up days. We had that some of that going on during the pandemic, and I think some of that might even continue. We have one consignment sale that set up permanent shop in the Everett Mall, and they're just there now in <laughs> one of the the um, the stores that's no longer there. So, consignment sales is a really great opportunity, and then garage sales or community sales, that kind of thing. I don't find good things often at like flea markets or any, that's like antiques and other kitschy things. Um, but if you've got any kind of a, uh, garage sale, community sale, church sale, 
uh, sometimes old schools will be shutting down or daycares and they'll be surplusing stuff. You can keep your eye out for that kind of stuff on Craigslist or even Facebook marketplace. And those sales will come up too. So keep your eyes peeled for those opportunities. So how, how can you be prepared? So talk a little bit about the philosophy. How does somebody approach these things? What are they thinking about when they get into it? So it can be overwhelming, especially if you go to a consignment sale. Because they're huge. It's scary. They're huge. Also, even going to Goodwill and things like, so there's a couple of things about being prepared. You you need to know what you want and you need to know that what you're getting is a good deal on that thing that you wanted. Because sometimes just because it's being sold used does not make it a good deal. I think it's one of the first things that I want everyone to realize. Yeah. I have seen things before where the price that I've seen in the Goodwill for that used game is more than I saw it on sale for last week. So just well, and a lot of be the, aware. A lot of the Goodwill stores, the value villages, they're catching on. They're getting a little smarter. They yeah, do I, sell a lot of their yeah. best books online through yeah. uh, third-party sellers. They sell them with eBay and different places, thrift books. Um, so, yeah, they are getting a little bit smarter. But here's how we can be prepared. So, first of all, always have a little bit of cash on you. Because you never know when you're going to see a garage sale. Anytime from, you know, late spring to later fall, you know, that's that's a time when there could be a garage sale just pop up. You'll often see them come up on a Friday, you know, or Saturday mornings and always have some cash on you. I always just carry 20 bucks because you just never know. And 20 bucks goes a long way at a garage sale. So always have some cash. Uh, the next thing is for your more common thrift stores, you know, Goodwill's Valley Village, sign up for coupons. So I know all our Value Village has a has a like a members program. It's free. And I get coupons in my email for like 30 to 40% off. Wow. These are not like cheap coupons. These are really good. Sometimes they're targeted, but oftentimes they're targeted on exactly what I want. It's like 40% off all books and games. It's like <laughs> sold. So it's amazing. So those just come to your email for free and you can scan them off your phone. They're really easy. So make sure you sign up for coupons. There's no need, reason not to get an even better deal if you can. How about discount days? Right. So there are definitely discount days. Like Goodwill's famous for that. Right. They have the regular store. So like Goodwill has got, you know, 50% off of whatever color it is on Saturdays. So the way that their colors work, if you haven't shopped too much at Goodwill before, is that when items come in, they tag them with a color. So it's green, blue, red, yellow. And once those items have sat on the shelf for a number of weeks, then that's the color that's on 50% off. So on Saturdays is 50% off. On Mondays, anything with that color is a buck 49, I want to say, or buck 79 in our area. So that's like their last chance to get rid of those items before they before they leave. So um that's the and they also have like Except a, for books. Uh well, so what's happened is our Goodwill has stopped tagging some of the books they have, because yeah. they don't want to have that turnover happen. They want to keep the books on the shelf longer so they don't want to tag them with a color. Um, sometimes they'll tag uh, pricier books. So it just kind of depends. So you'll definitely have your color days. So like Saturdays are half off. Mondays are buck seventy nine. I think Wednesdays are veterans, uh, military discounts. I mean, there's there's just different, there's different special days. Sometimes there's going to be teacher days. I mean, just pay attention to your local store and what they've got going on because that might be a really good day to shop. So for your consignment sales, we're talking specifically about those, 
the key with those is to get your tickets in advance. The tickets are free. They do have usually have tickets for sale if you want to be like one of the first shoppers. So they have like a the first hours open to special people or whatever. Well, it's people actually like a, yeah, the first day will okay. be open to special people. Sometimes these tickets are only ten bucks, and you may it depends how much stuff you need. If I'm just going for general. I don't know what I'm looking for. I might see something and pick it up. To me, it might not be worth 10 bucks. But if you're going to like outfit for a new baby, pay the 10 bucks. And a lot of times you'll notice that consignment sales like that will have special days for new parents or foster parents or Mm -hmm. uh, first time grandparents or they'll have special days too, but just pay attention. Usually they'll charge for a couple of the premium spots and then they will... Uh, all the rest of the tickets will be free, but you do need to often get them in advance to reserve your time slot. These consignment sales will often too have a, they'll have like regular days and then towards the end, they'll have a 50% off day. And sometimes they'll also have the next day, a 75% off day. So but that's not on all items. That's on some. Right. It's on some. So what happens is for those consigners that decide that they want their items to be discounted, those are items that they are willing to see donated. Mm-hmm. So the items will go to 50% and then sometimes to 70% and then they would be donated at the end. Other people who have decided that their items, they don't ever want them to be donated, their premium, they mark them usually with a star. And those are items that are not discounted. But I will end up going to the same consignment sale three times. We have one in our town that's at the fairgrounds a couple times a year. And I will go at the beginning of the sale for full price. I'll go on 50% off day. I will go on 75% off day. I come home with a ton of great stuff each time. You got I the go. hallowed bumbo that one time. We didn't even I know. I know. I got a bumbo for like $6. I, I, I We were outfitting when your parents moved yeah. here. We needed to outfit a bunch of baby stuff at grandma's house consignment sale was perfect for this i got a ten dollar high chair and then eight dollar pack and play and everything was in great shape so i mean go on go on the deal days what's really going to be important to know with those is you know doing some price comparisons on some stuff because people are setting these prices themselves Mm -hmm. these are not set by the sale so you know you need to be aware that some people are i mean are setting this too high (laughs) Right, it might not be worth that, but that's the case with anything. When, whenever you're going to to buy things from other people, the prices can be all over the place. So the next thing is to know what you need. You know, when you go into these type of events, a lot of times you may want to have a list of items that you want. You know, we always know when we go shopping. Sometimes we buy too much, or we buy because we're hungry and things of that nature. So how can how can people approach, you know? building that list of what they need. So definitely you need to to catalog what you have before you go. And I'm talking specifically about books. Games are pretty easy. I I can I know what games we have and don't have. I have good memory on that. Although, I don't know, we're getting so many at this point, maybe that's going to change. Um but cataloging books for sure. You don't want to be buying book duplicates because then that just defeats the purpose of getting a getting savings on something. So, and we, we recommend people go read, go listen to the buy all the books, and I'll or, put that organize all the organize books. all the books. And we have a couple apps there that that I think will help you as well. Right, definitely. We'll link that episode in the show notes. We talk all about how we catalog our books at length. Uh, we have over 2,000 books in this house, so we have to or I will rebuy stuff. Yes. So know what you have first and then definitely create a wish list of what you what you want. Now, there are some books like I'm collecting series of books and I know that if I see it, I'm just going to pick it up because I'm collecting the series. I'll check I don't have that and that's good enough. But there are other books that we need something specific. 
what I usually do is I try to shop ahead one year ahead, one to two years ahead for the next curriculum year. Yeah. So the way that I get most of my books for Build Your Library and Torchlight, I buy them used and I buy them in advance. So, or, or I get them on those buy to get one free sales. Those yeah. are the, the ways I save the most on books. So remember that thrifting is the long game. So, you know, looking well in advance is a great way to go. Yeah. Having your eye for what you might need. Um, and I like to make those lists. You can either make them on, you can make them on Goodreads. You can make them on Amazon. I like to make them on Amazon because then I have the price right there that I can quickly see. And I know books are a little bit easier on pricing because I, I feel like you kind of know what's a good deal on a book and what's not. I mm-hmm. usually don't want to pay any more than $4 for a book. If it's more than four, it's got to be for, it, it's got to be like a, like a nice reference book or something, but I usually don't pay more than that. Um, so definitely create your wish list. know what you're into going in, um, so that you can really be looking for those. When you thrift, there's so many books on the shelf. You have to be familiar with the covers. So making a list. The spines, the spines, cause you can, you can the see. The spines and the covers. Like we can depends. see an Usborne book for, or, a, you know, an eyewitness book. We know what the spine looks we like. We know what the spine looks like. So as you're power scanning through, you know, like if you go through, the, like, for example, we go to Goodwill right. or we go to, you know, um, Valley Village, you know, we'll take one pass looking for the books we know we're collecting. You know, I will just right. go, okay, no, 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 no. Oh, there's one. Pull it out. No, we already have that one. Put it back. And we'll go and get the ones we want. And then we'll take our time looking for something, maybe a little bit of a diamond in the rough type of thing. Right. And some of the consignment sales will have books not organized on a shelf, but actually organized in bins where you're looking at the covers. And that's especially true when it comes to uh, picture books because they're so thin. Mm-hmm. So definitely, yes, be familiar with the spine as far as certain things you want to collect. Like we know the little, was it uh, blue and yellow stripes is Usborne. So we're looking for that. Um but when it comes to like picture books and other things, know what the cover looks like. So uh, that's why I would say don't make a list from a curriculum, just just a, of names. Put it in something. Amazon, Goodreads. Google Docs. Book Outlet. Yeah. No, not Google Docs. Something that gives you the cover. Oh, okay. You want to be able to scroll and see the cover because half the time I'm, I'm thrifting for something and I recognize a name and I'm like, I think that sounds familiar. And I got to look at the cover. Oh, oh yes. I've seen that cover. I know that this is one of the 40 books or something that I'm looking for, for next year's curriculum. Hmm. So I really recommend having some sort of a visual list for what you're looking for. How about like the resources? What would be helpful in the homeschool? How, How can people, you know, what tools are people using there? So this is one where, I usually we have the resources we need for now, Mm -hmm. but I have my eye on what we're going to be doing in the future. Like in the future, we're going to be working on telling time with our daughter. So I'll keep my eye out for games or, or resources that are going to help that. And and a lot of times like in the Goodwills or in the value villages, they will have a whole aisle or they'll have a whole wall associated with learning materials, art supplies, card games, things of that nature, bundled, you know, manipulatives. And it, it, for a couple of bucks, you can outfit yourself with like a, an incredible amount of things. It's amazing. You really can. You can do great with art supplies too. Yes, they art lo- supplies yeah. is a fabulous thing, especially you know if you're doing lots of crafting, um, different art activities. Boy, Goodwill has got some great art packages with. And they come in these really nice plastic bags and yeah, stuff. Yeah, plastic bags, and sometimes it's a mishmash assortment of things. But you know, we would never buy like yarn or anything for a, a project for our kids because they have all of that there, and you can get great deals on arts and crafts. Um, 
and other educational things. Our our youngest daughter loves like sensory stuff, so we got her this. Uh, we ended up buying this twenty dollar buckle pillow so she could do this. And then I was at Goodwill and I found a whale, which was way cuter and had all these buckles on it, and it was ninety nine cents. So now she has a buckle whale in the car and a buckle pillow at home, <laughs> and she really loves it. So, I mean, have an eye for what your kids might need, um, and you know just know what what might be coming for them too what they need now and what they might need in future because i often pick things up early i have a dresser in my closet which is chalked to the brim full of things that are not where they're at yet but i know that they will need in future yeah. i've got books and games and all sorts of things that and i would say i have thrifted 98 percent of what's in three drawers of dresser drawers full of books and games and things um so yeah, you can definitely do really well. Be aware, especially when you're looking for games, that games are going to be in, can be in multiple places. One thing people don't realize is that, especially at Goodwill and Value Village, we've, we've experienced uh, card games can be packaged in bags with other small toys. So you'll have board games on the shelf, and then you'll sometimes have some card games, but you will also find card games over in the bags where they'll sell like bits of little people or Barbies or whatever toys, toy trucks or something, whatever they've collected into a bag, you'll often find games in a bag. I, that's how we got our copy of Sushi Go was in a bag. So yeah. there's things that people don't realize that those are there, um, but they, they are. And um, so make sure you look over there too and know that if you have a wish list for books, you know, I'm, if you have a wish list for games, that's great. Sometimes I see something, it wasn't on my wish list, but I've heard of the game before and I know that it's a good price. I'm thinking it's a good price. So I'll go on Amazon, I'll check the reviews. Yep. That's, that looks to be good. And then if I'm not sure, sometimes it's hard to tell, you know, Amazon will say, Oh, this game is $15 and Goodwill's wanting seven for it. And I'm like, ooh, seven, I usually don't spend that much on a game used, but okay, maybe that's right. I don't really know. Does this game go on sale? CamelCamelCamel.com is your friend uh, because you would type that in and then put in the name of the game and it's going to tell you the price history for I think the last two or three years on that item. And you can see, and there have been times when I've checked and I'm like, oh no, that game goes on sale all the time. Um... And there's no reason for me to buy it here used when I can get it full price. You're dropping all the secrets right now. Camel, camel, camel is like, well, that's like super secret. Camel, camel, camel. I mean, that's, and, and camel, 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 by the way, if you find something on there that you like, that you, um, that you know goes on sale often, you can put an alert on it for your email and then they will send you an email and I'm not going to, neither going to confirm or deny how many times I have bought something off of a camel, camel, camel <laughs> thing. Um, so that's a good way to do a quick price check on games. Talking a little bit about children. Um, we like the thrift with no children because it's more enjoyable. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what happens, if, what happens if you unfortunately have to take the, the creatures in with you? Okay, so I, I think it's best to prep our children. So what I do with our, with our daughter, I try not to take the baby. I used to take her on my back and that was fine. And I would just pass books back to her in the carrier. She was on my back and she would look at books and we'd pass them back and forth. And she was pretty happy. She's now not carrier worthy anymore. So we don't take her. Um, but definitely you can take a baby. That's fine. Uh, for our older daughter, who's five, uh, I tell her that she's allowed to get one book. We're not going to buy anything and you can buy one book. 
That's kind of my, if, as long as mommy's buying something, that's the rule. If I go in and don't find anything, I'm not going to wait in line for one book, but you know. Do you have veto power on that book? Like it's another Barbie book. So I don't tell her I have veto powder power, but I, I definitely steer her away from books <laughs> I think are crummy. You know, sometimes she'll want some book and it's in really bad shape or something. And I will just try to entice her usually with a different book to get her to switch what she what she wanted to get to something that's, you know, sometimes she'll pick up something that's like, oh, man, that's going to be a terrible book. And I don't want her to get that. So but I try not to tell her no, because I yeah. did tell her she could get a book. So it's a little bit complicated. Point is, prep your kids. If, if the preparation, sometimes I tell our daughter I'm going in specifically to look for this one thing and we are not buying you anything. And she just has to accept that. But if I'm going to go in and I'm going to browse for books, I feel like it's a little unfair for me not to let her pick out something that she might like. So point being though, prep your kiddos before you win. There's, mm -hmm. I mean, there's toys on the shelf that they can sit down on the floor and just play with. They're not in packaging. <laughs> so it's really tough to control little kids when you're going thrifting. And what I tell my daughter most of the time is, hey, the toys have not been cleaned, so I don't want you touching the toys. You can point things out to me, but I don't want you touching everything yet. Yeah. Um, and that, not that I'm really that worried about germs of goodwill, but just I just don't like her want her messing and with everything and it makes noise and you know whatever so that's where you just have to be a little bit cautious next thing is confirm before you buy so you don't want to go in there to the game section see that mint edition of Catan, pick it up go check out get home and find out someone did the old switcheroo and put Candyland in there on you so oh oh how this has happened to sh me should we tell them the the, the one story about the so i the, like the to, magazines i like to buy puzzles and things sometimes <laughs> i i'm careful about puzzles but i sometimes will buy puzzle 3ds because i really like those and i did buy one one time and i did get home with it and opened it up i don't know why i opened it but i just happened to and it happened to be filled with pornography and that was a very unfortunate moment it was hilarious oh my god <laughs> yeah oh my god i, I wasn't we weren't planning to do the puzzle these right are away. toys for children <laughs> i i kind of feel like it was probably somebody's mom who was cleaning out their stuff when they left for college or whatever and just happened to donate this and did not realize that there were these magazines anyways a poor young 18 year old boy came home from college we we found mom where's Catan? <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we found the similarly but not as gross we found a, a really great copy of um of sequence states and capitals which oh, we yeah. love the game sequence and states and capitals is no longer made that's one of the other beauties about thrifting is you can find things that are out of print and i often do um and we've some of our favorite games are out of print 10 days in asia yeah oh that's great feed the kitty feed the kitty <laughs> so um the problem is I, I got it and I'm like, yes. And I thought, oh, I'm going to open this before we go. I hate being that person to open things in the store, but just be that person. You guys got to be that a lot person. Sometimes it's just, it's masking tape. So you just peel it yeah, back and peel just take it back a quick carefully. Look. I opened it up. It was full of a deck of playing cards. That's all that was in there. It was just random playing cards. There was no pieces of the original game Nobody even checked. in the box. And that's on, that's on Goodwill or, or Value Village, not checking. And they don't do a good in. job of it. Yeah. So you always. I, I know it feels awkward in the store to do it. I've been there, but here's what I would say. You must open game boxes and look in there because 
oftentimes there's going to be pieces that are major pieces of the game that are missing. Uh, things could be super mangled. Uh, there could be no parts of the actual game there, like, like we experienced. So what I like to do, I go through the game aisle. I carefully peruse for the things that I'm interested in. If I see something that I think, ah, I want to buy that, I put it in my cart. I do not check the game. I finish with the whole game aisle because sometimes people can come in and then I've seen a game go before my eyes that I was wanted and I, I didn't get it because I was busy checking another game over. So don't be me. Actually get them all in your cart first. Then I like to pull off to the side so that I'm out of the way of other people and I start doing the check. So how do you check a game in the store? Um, I always do it very carefully. I don't, we obviously don't want to spill any game pieces around. That would defeat the purpose and, you know, ruin the game for us and others. So be real careful. Um, what I do sometimes is I'll turn the game over on the back. If they have a list of the components, great. I can take a quick picture of it with my phone. And then I turn the game board back over. I open it up carefully. I look at my phone and I do a quick check on the pieces on the inside. If I can't do that, I'll go on Amazon. And usually on Amazon, they will list the components in the game. And I can go through there and do it that way. Um, if that does not work, you can also go to the game publisher's website and they'll usually tell you, or you can open the game and open the rule book and they'll have the list of components right in the front of the rule book. Typically, those are a few ways I I've done this a number of times. I, I've gotten brand new copies of games. I, I got a copy of Harry Potter clue, which I been, had been looking for. And at one point I couldn't get it online it was brand new in the box, but the box was a shambles on the inside, but no one had ever even peeled the stickers off and put them on the dice yet. Like it was, it was completely unused, but somebody had clearly like opened the packages of cards and stuff. It took me a little while to sort that all out, make sure it was all there, but man, what a find I've gotten games that haven't even been punched yet. Like they, yeah. they they're still, somebody must've bought the game for themselves or they were given it as a gift. Uh, 10 days in Asia. It was brand new it wasn't in shrink but everything on the inside it was, was still shrink wrapped. it's brand new and that's games not in not in print anymore in print nobody anymore. even opened it yeah it must have sat there for years right so you know really with games you've got to be careful to make sure everything's there there are some game companies that are terrific about providing components you know if you've got a, a ravensburger um, they'll provide components to you. So you can definitely write to companies and ask them to send you if you're missing one or two pieces of something, but you have to know that the company will do that. And if, of course, we don't want to, we don't want to take advantage of a company's generosity either because we are not the original purchaser of the game. Mm -hmm. So I try not to do that, you know, when I, when I can. And sometimes, you know, you, you can do a quick PayPal thing and, the, and they'll send you a new new component or whatnot. Right. Sometimes you can pay for them, which works out really great as well. Um, so definitely, you know, be a little cautious on the games. Some games are, are used very harshly. I would say before you get into, um, if you're unsure about a game, you're not sure if it's a good deal or not, and you haven't done much thrifting, had much thrifting experience, then go thrifting a bit more and don't feel like you have to buy it just because you see it there. Oh yeah. Because there are some games that I know that game's going to come around again. So I, I, a sneaky snacky squirrel, we wanted to get that for our daughter. I guess we haven't done a show on that yet, but we probably will for early learners. Cause it's a good game. It's very cute, but I had seen it come up several times and each time I saw it, it was either missing pieces or it wasn't in good shape, but I had seen it enough times that I knew eventually I'm going to get one of these and it's going to be in good shape. I don't <laughs> yeah. need to feel compelled to buy the one that's in less than 
less than good condition or is missing a couple of nuts, you know, I can wait. So, but that just, that takes time with thrifting to know that you're going to, you're going to come up with it. And you got to go regularly and, you, do. you know, every two weeks or something like that, just stop in with, at your goodwill and just see what, what's there. And so let's talk a little bit about, you know, checking books and checking, right. you know, toys and resources. What, you know, what are the best practices there? Right. So we talked about checking games, um, checking books, make sure that you flip through books and they don't have writing in them. So we've encountered some books that looked great and then had somebody scribble through the whole middle section of the book. Uh, Johnny so was here. You, yeah. Well, no, you just never know whose kid got a hold of something. It, it was probably not done intentionally, but sure. um, so torn pages, weak bindings. Yeah, yes. check check through books. Make sure that everything looks good. When it comes to toys, make sure that nothing's broken. Um, yeah. Just you know, give it a good inspection as best you can. With all these things, with games, books, toys, if something is wrong, take it to the people that work there. Yeah. When we got the copy of uh, Sequence States and Capitals, I took it to the cashier and told them, "Hey, this doesn't actually contain the game. I just wanted you to know." Uh, because some other poor unsuspecting family is going to buy that and not check it and be bummed when they get home. Same thing with books. If you see a book that, you know, is wrong or you're looking for a DVD, they've got great educational DVDs. Often you can find at Goodwill too. If you check it, it's not the right disc or the disc is scratched to heck. Like, you know, give it to the people that work there. Do a favor for your next yeah, thrifter. And they're pretty good about it. They'll take it off the shelf and, you know, dispose of it or put it into recycling or whatnot. Right. They will. And sometimes if you only need like a portion of something, they'll even discount the item for you. So if, if like, oh, part of it's damaged, but I didn't need that part, then they'll even discount it for you sometimes. So that's kind of cool, too. So next item, last item, we talk about, you know, shopping early and shopping often. So what what are some of the best practices there? Yeah, this is a long game. This isn't going to, sometimes you're going to go and get nothing. <laughs> yeah. You have to be okay with that. And, and sometimes it's, you got to, you got to come back. You have to go often. You have to be aware of what your store carries. So you'll get to know which thrift stores are good and which ones are not. Um, we, we have one thrift store that we really like to go to for books. The books are well-priced. They tend to get a good mix of educational books. We really like going there. There's a different store that we like to go to for games. Games just seem to turn up there more often. And that's the game store. Mm -hmm. You have to go often enough to get familiar with what they have so that you know, when something's a good deal. Sometimes I'll see a copy of a book that's not in perfect shape, but I have not seen a copy of that book before. And it's an expensive hardcover book, and I really want to get that. I'm okay with losing the dust jacket or something, you know. But but if I I know yeah. I've never seen that before, like you have to be familiar enough with your with your stores. And and also like where the store is located will often dictate what is what is given to the store. Absolutely. So if you have a goodwill, say like the goodwill in Redmond <laughs> is going to be far superior than the goodwill, you know somewhere else because there's a lot of affluent families there's a lot of tech industry there there's a lot of you know good schools and whatnot and people are going to be turning in really good books high quality reference materials high quality games things of that nature also so if, if you live in a town it might be worth driving 25 minutes to that other town to go doing your, your goodwill shopping there but also if that town down the road 30 or 40 minutes away has a university in Ooh, the town good stuff Oh my goodness, the university Goodwills are just off the charts, especially for reference books, educational books, um, literature, um, novels. Depends what you're going for. It depends they're, on what you're going for. but They're all different. The, but we, we have noticed, like, if we're in a college town, 
like for a long time we thought we might be moving to Oregon down to Corvallis and that's where Oregon State is. Oh, that and, was a good Goodwill. And that was amazing. Like, we, we went down there. We said, hey, let's go to the Goodwill. Might as well. Let's this is what it. we like to do for fun. It's, Might as well see if we like to do it here for thinking I, about moving. You know, and it was just wall to wall with just amazing books. Yeah. And they were all reasonably priced. So definitely look for the Goodwills in, in college towns. And it can even be a smaller college town, right? Just like, you know, it's right next yeah. to the, you know, the big community college in the, in the area. Absolutely. It's going to have a lot of good stuff there. Yeah. Overall best to sample from different thrift stores in your area don't expect that just because the goodwill in your town is not good that the one in the next town over is not good is is similar they are all different and the pricing on them it, it, the different stores even though their chain seems to be different like as the well one, the one here in town we're in a small town in washington on the you know in the foothills and we have a pretty good will. I like it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Sometimes some of the, like they just recently marked all their games up and now their games are more expensive than games in other areas. And sometimes they're yeah. more expensive than I could get them for. It's probably because they sale. realize that there's this woman who comes in there and buys all the games. <laughs> I don't know. So, so definitely um, sample around, find the best goodwill and, you know, go frequently um, and have a plan of attack. So when I walk into goodwill, I go straight to games because I think that's the highest risk item where if somebody's going to come in see something and take it <laughs> that's the one i'm worried about the most so i go to i go to games and then i browse through toys i hit arts and crafts on my way back to books i have a plan um if you're going to go often this isn't going to be a you know an hour-long trip or something you know become familiar with your store have a plan of attacks so you can get in and get out and that way you can go more often um to check back and have a have an idea in mind, go on different days and see what days are best. So I know that for our goodwill, Tuesdays tend to be the best days because they had a lot of donations over the weekend and they didn't get a lot of them sorted by Monday and processed. So Tuesday actually tends to be the best day for our local one. Uh, and each one will be different depending on their big donation days and their big processing days and their sale days. And so pay attention and kind of when you find the stores you really like, Test them on some different days at different times and see what might work out best for you um, to get those. Because there are folks that are that are going out and they're playing that arbitrage game. You'll see people with their phones and they'll be scanning all the books. And they're, they have these apps that tell them, oh, this has a great resale value. Buy this. And they're very, I think they're very... Like I think if the store sees them doing it, they're gonna they like they we get on. We see people them. doing it all the and they're, time, and they're they're really like secretive about it. They're like kind of looking around. They're like boop 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 boop, and they're just scanning all the barcodes on the back of the books. So there are people in there looking to buy the books, and I think it's another reason why I think they've jacked up the prices on books. Yeah, yeah, they definitely have raised them. I think that that's one of the that's one of the reasons why you need to find the right days because if you're coming in uh, you're coming in too late on one of the main days, then, you know, the people who are playing that arbitrage, they may have already been there. So yeah. learn, learn the patterns of the best stores. And then we will do something called, we call it the 99 crawl because there's like six thrift stores on this one major road from Seattle North. And we'll just go and we'll kind of hit one after the other. We kind of get in like a thrifting mode where we're, you know, we're finding good things and just, I, I would say, don't be discouraged Sometimes some of the stores are just, they're not good. You're never going to find anything good there. And then you're going to find a, a good store that has some, some nice stuff. Sometimes even the store I really like, I walk in and I walk out with nothing. You got to mm -hmm. be, you got to be happy walking out with nothing, I yep. think. Because otherwise you feel like pressure to buy because I entered a store and I've been here shopping 
and I walked out without anything and it kind of feels like, oh man, but trust me, we have so many games in our collection and high quality games. I have really, I, I bought brand new Usborne books from Goodwill that they were lift the flaps where the flap hadn't ever been lifted in the whole book. They're beautiful books. I've gotten brand new games. You just, but I've been thrifting for years and you De- need to, decade now, probably more. Yeah, probably more. And, and you just need to do it often. Take your time. We were thrifting before for. it was, it, it was Macklemore cool. Yes, we were. So these are my tips. Um, good luck out there. Good hunting. Good hunting. Yeah. You know, and um, let me know. If there's a, a great thrift option that I'm missing, I love to get a good deal. So, you know, but I hope this helps some families. Everyone's on a budget. Also, and also donate. Donate to Goodwill. Absolutely. We, we it, donate stuff all the time. That's right. This whole system does not work if we don't donate. Donate. And we do. And we get, when we finished with books, we donate them back. And then somebody else can find this great deal. Exactly. That they're really excited about. Even better than finding a great deal, though, if you know another homeschool family let them know when you're done with your books or you're in a homeschool co-op then you're you you know kids have grown out of a game the the best thing to do is to to tell other families and just give them and then we can cut out the middleman altogether exactly. so that would be the perfect way to go um, but if you're going to thrift or consignment shop these are our these are our tips for success so hope this is helpful to everyone um, go out there, save some bucks. Let us know about your great finds. I love to see those posts. I love to see like, look at my Goodwill haul. And it's got all the games that they got. I love to see that. So feel free to share with us on our Facebook group. Um, if you've had a particularly awesome thrifting day, so we can congratulate you on your success. <laughs> and this has concluded art of the thrift by Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> so let's finish it the way we always do. Ariel. We have a big blue thing on our patio out back. Oh yeah, we have pool. We have a pool. I mean, it's what it's an above ground blow up the ring. The ring deflates on its hundred hundred dollar Intex special from uh, Target or Walmart, whatever. I don't know. A friend gave it to us, and we were so thankful that she did. Yes, we are. Uh, And the kids have been having a blast with it. We really didn't want. We didn't think about getting a pool but man our kids have been having so much fun it's not very big i think it's like eight feet around eight feet around and and just enough that you know my tall you know mongoloid body can (laughs) can sit there and i can have just about my chest underwater and i can lay down and kind of float and it has been wonderful to get outside go swimming in the water with them you know you've been doing a great job you know maintaining the chlorine levels and keeping the algae at bay and running the filter and you made your DIY heaters with the the hula hoops. Yes, hula hoops with trash bags. Trash bags, so and that it has all worked. from Dollar Tree. It has been very effective, and it has been super nice just to be able to get outside, and instead of sitting on the chair to hop in the pool, burn a few calories, Michael Phelps style, <laughs> and uh, just kind of play around, splash around. We've been having a ton of fun doing yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't really think that a like a ten you know foot pool or whatever it is. Uh, with 30 inches deep of water would be this much fun, but man, it really is. It's big is. enough to fit me, you, and two children. I mean, it's pushing it. It wants to crash over. It wants to crash over, but <laughs> but it, we've enjoyed it so much. I think we're going to upgrade next year to one of those like kind of structured side pools. I think pools. we might go with something a little bit bigger, but yeah, the kids have been loving it, so that's, Absolutely. that's so where we're at. We're, we're, we're always in the, in the pool. We're in the heat of the summer in Seattle, so it's like 52 degrees outside. No, that's right. <laughs> It was 115 the other week. Yeah, that was crazy. The pool water wasn't even refreshing. It was so hot. No, it was so hot. We don't know what this is. This is unprecedented. It's weird, weird, super weird. But we're we're kind of back to normal, or you know, upper 70s, and 
touching 80 once in a while, but, uh, you know, it's been really nice. Uh, I really encourage you guys, if you don't have a pool, if you got a little space in the backyard, that's flat, absolutely worth filling it up, getting the kids in the water. So we put it on our patio and and our friend had a great idea. There's these, (gasps) there's these puzzle, like a workout flooring, you know, and it clicked together like puzzle pieces. At Lowe's? I got them at Home Depot, Depot. but you get them at Lowe's or Amazon or whatever. It's just it's just foam workout flooring and it, they, they they're puzzle pieces that foam pieces that fit together and they're big tiles. We put that on our our aggregate uh, concrete aggregate patio that would have been sharp on the bottom of the pool. We put that down first, then we put the pool on top of it. Brilliant. It it made it for an, it looks nice and it's really soft on our feet. So that was good. And so we're I think we're gonna we're gonna have to try some of that pool schooling Jessica Waldock talked about. Because, pool schooling. You know, it's been fun. We've been able to play lots of games and I know, you know, playing word games and stuff in the pool and having her dive down for stuff. Anyway, it's been really fun. It's been a great way to also do our nature the, outdoor park. Getting the goggles and the snorkel for the six almost six year old. Yeah, she has a problem putting her head under the water, so we and got that. That has for, been very good. Yeah, there's a lot of fun that can be had and we're so used to getting out and, and doing walks and things because it is always you know even if it's drizzly you can still go out and walk here this has been a nice change to our outdoor time well the whole year we've been leveling up our backyard from the zip line swing set to the you know the hand-me-down pool yeah and you got me a hammock for my birthday so a freestanding hammock now in the backyard yeah i feel like you know we and we have a playhouse and toys everywhere get get the rum down make some mojitos right Yeah. Anyways. We're, we're living the suburban uh the suburban paradise life. Hey man, we're leveling up the backyard anyway. So head out there, take a look at those uh those pools. Absolutely worth getting and yeah, totally. it, even enjoyable for, you know, adults. So, yeah. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together Podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time, happy homeschooling!